What's, What's up, up guys? guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. This is episode number 31. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I'm Gabriela Lopes. And today, guys, I am happy to say that I am not as grumpy as I was yesterday. <laughs> I want to not apologize because I am unapologetically myself and unapologetically mentally gone. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like this. Like uh, Tristan Takanawa from family guy but no idea who that is yeah can you guys believe that she doesn't she has <laughs> never really watched family guy or rick and morty i know the opening it seems today that which I see. which by the way apparently rick and morty is like hyper satanic too and you can't watch anything nowadays um because on one of our episodes i have one of my favorite hoodies is just a black hoodie that says rick and morty on the front and when i wore that one some people commented on reels that i created clips of that episode saying how could you talk about these things while wearing rick and morty and stuff and again it's like you can't like anything nowadays and you can't appreciate anything and you can't be entertained and these people act like they don't go to the movie theaters and watch avengers endgame and watch all these things you know yeah but also it, you can acknowledge that something is satanic or has like a bunch of symbolism <sighs> and you can still find something that you enjoy about it exactly but just learn to distinguish the two and keep it separate separate the art from the artist is what i always say that people are just incapable of doing nowadays and i think it's important i think it's important for you to appreciate art because if you think about it too like during the the most pivotal points of our history as like as a society during every major collapse the people that reign supreme we're always the artists. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why art is so highly valued. It's like, it's the one thing that gets us through all the fucking chaoticness of life. Chaoticness. That's yeah, a new that's word. A, that's added. a word that I just, just invented on the spot. Add it to the dictionary. But, oh, yeah, go. Oh, I <laughs> wanted to say, so yesterday I told you guys that we were going to do like a different type of day every time we do these daily episodes but i'm still ironing ironing out the details, out the details. and so today is supposed to be tameless tuesday which just means it's a bunch of uh tameless people tameless subjects <clears throat> tameless concepts um that are just <clears throat> you know kind of spiraling out of control speaking of i have a perfect one to open up the episode all right you ready yep so disney plus green lights german original about pregnant teen who falls in love with the devil what disney plus has unveiled a german original about a teenager who falls in love with the devil from the team behind netflix's how to sell drugs online pauline follows the eponymous protagonist an 18 year old who accidentally becomes pregnant from a one-night stand with school stress, the climate crisis, and the downfall of society weighing heavily on her mind, something she doesn't need at all right now is catching feelings, especially not for her one-night stand, Lucas, who, as it turns out, is the devil himself. This is interesting because it reminds me of another show that Disney slash Hulu, who are, uh, Hulu is incorporated into Disney, um, they also released that Little Demon yeah that, that we also covered and it kind of revolved around the same concept where the main protagonist's mother slept with the devil and got him got pregnant by the devil by the devil i can't speak <laughs> by the devil got pregnant by the devil um 
And then she is the byproduct of that engagement. Wow. And now there's another concept of like getting fucked by the devil and then viewing it as something nice and normal, you know, and not to mention the most popular one of one of the most popular shows on Netflix right now is Lucifer. Oh, yeah. It's literally called Lucifer. And it has been for a while. And the whole show revolves around the idea of normalizing the concept of the devil and just of uh, the evil nature, the dark side, if you will and desensitizing the world and just viewing lucifer as this cool guy attractive you know and trying to make lucifer hot yeah and a sex symbol sex appeal yeah to satanic stuff that's interesting too because you said that the character's name is luke lucas yeah right i almost said lucas because i'm portuguese so we don't our s's are shush portuguese and we say lucas (laughs) but Lucas, oh my God, that's so weird saying that with an American accent. Lucas. But Lucas, Lucas, mm. yeah, Lucas, um, which is very similar to Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. You it's know? Definitely a play on that. Uh, Very interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm not very approving of what Disney has been putting out. The only thing yeah. that my worry is that there's like kids, you know, watching Mm-hmm. this stuff so you saying that you watch brick and morty and you enjoy it like that's different because you're an adult i don't watch it anymore but i but my point is that i've i've watched it before and i was completely enamored and just loved it right but, but like that was also before my whole conspiracy journey so now if i rewatch it again which I, which i haven't rewatched it in years um, if I it, like if I watch it again and then I see that it's like heavily propagating this message and this agenda, then I'll obviously, you know, uh, course correct, I guess. Right. But my point is that it's OK, like even if it's mildly because like everything is injected with this agenda nowadays, like everywhere you look. So you're not going to consume anything like you're not yeah. going to wipe your ass because the toilet paper company is implicated in fucking epstein island and so now you're just gonna use leaves that you find in your garden to to wipe your ass it's like it's like everything is connected to something bad and so you just have to manage the worst of you know the less of evils yeah the less of two evils yeah um but but my point of what i was gonna say is that you are an adult and you're conscious of what you're consuming to be an adult (laughs) <laughs> try to be an adult yeah. that's a bill burr <laughs> reference by the way the comedian bill burr the great bill burr yeah my favorite comedian but but anyways my point is that let me finish real quick gotta be an adult. my point is that you are an adult and you can consciously be aware of the thing that you're consuming and whether it's it has like ill intentions or doesn't meanwhile a kid does not have that same ability to distinguish or interpret what they're watching. They're just consuming it and these like seeds are planted in their little impressionable minds. Seed oils. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, no, yeah. It's um highly susceptible, highly malleable. Um, parents are increasingly disengaging with their own children. Seed oils. Seed oils. <laughs> disengaging with their own children. And they are disconnected. Like everybody's disconnected from reality. 
reality. <laughs> <laughs> Potato. <laughs> yeah, we're acting like two knuckleheads today, huh? It's like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. No, not them, please. I can't <laughs> yeah, we stand. We saw the movie, by the way. I cannot stand their voices. Which was funny. <laughs> like, whatever their freaking laughs are. Oh, my God. They're like a penis. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid shit. That's um, mentally gone. But anyways, speaking of um, speaking of children stuff, everyone is freaking out over how hot Luigi is in the new Mario movie. Are you being serious? Um, the internet is freaking out over the new Mario movie because the creators made Luigi hot. Uh, many people had never realized that Luigi was this hot. But others spoke about how this was common knowledge in more progressive circles. Someone, some even revealed that they they've had a crush on him for years. Others expressed surprise and commented that he's a stone cold fox, sexy, and a hot and submissive legend. What? Yeah. What is it about women in today's society? Not all women, thankfully, but. A lot of women are just into these beta males. Yeah. Submissive king and stuff like what? Yeah, but also, why are we into a cartoon character? Yeah, no, that's obviously the (laughs) biggest question, but it's just this tendency to hypersexualize everything and everyone. But notice that it said it. This is common knowledge in progressive circles, it said. So we know the people that are having these opinions. Like, seriously, we don't need to sexualize every single thing. Alex Jones here with the liberals. It's not like he's a, it's not like this was a live action and it was like a shirtless Luigi with like his overalls and no, you know? No, Someone's doing a little too much imagining <laughs> no, I'm for this joking. example. It was a joke, but but <laughs> even then, I still can't find what the hell would be remotely attractive about Luigi. Like he's not even the main character. Yeah, because look, <laughs> I think that people are suffering from something, and by people, I exempt myself because I never, never had like a celebrity crush. I would joke around that Margot Robbie from The Wolf of Wall Street was like my celebrity crush or that Megan Fox from the first Transformers. But it's like I don't have any obsession towards any celebrity, any famous person at all. And so I never understood why do people obsess so hard over these celebrities? And if you notice, it's always whatever's hot and like mainstream becomes literally hot and mainstream it's like pedro pascal pascal yeah pascal and freaking the last of us it's like this old guy like older guy who's just in my opinion normal looking yeah like he just looks like a regular dude and everyone and their mother is now deeming him to be a sex symbol and then you go a little bit further back it was millie bobby brown which was weird yeah right because of her age and because that people like witnessed her growing up and developing yeah well sucks for those people because she's engaged really yeah wow she just got engaged too i think that it the person that she's (sighs) dating is not bon jovi's son i could have sworn i read that and I was like, what? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really care that much, but it was pretty crazy. But then even before that, it was with Euphoria and then Zendaya. And then like people always find someone or something. And, and it's crazy to me that it even 
translates to like cartoons yeah or uh, applies rather to cartoons not translates but it's just weird man i've always thought look this is nothing against anyone listening who who likes to fap it out to some hentai to some anime anime porn yeah nothing against you right as long as you're not hurting anyone and as long as you're not like diving into the the fucked up shit of like child stuff you know yeah then then to each their own it's like more power to you i guess but i but but i've never understood that and to me it's like it's definitely something that's kind of wrong develop like developmentally wrong that uh if you really analyze it and maybe get some therapy and just try to understand where it comes from then you can just better you know like maneuver around it because i just never found that normal but again who am i to determine what's normal i just always found it strange no but i do think we talked about this on one of our podcast episodes at the very beginning like the the people that get off on like cartoon stuff Mm -hmm. there definitely is something wrong and and i've seen like because twitter is like such an uncensored place and like when i was a teenager i even saw videos of like sandy and spongebob doing it right it's so wild and i was like no freaking way dude like not only did this ruin my childhood but like how the the comments was what was alarming to me yeah like the amount of people that actually find that like attractive not just attractive but get turned on and they get off on that yeah it's disgusting they jerk the jerky (laughs) to that which is crazy i think it's really disgusting that's just my opinion i don't know like it's it's a freaking animated thing right and so i think that there's something rooted in your childhood i think that there might be something going on because i i don't know if you knew this but apparently there's a hypothesis among scholars who have determined that people who have a, uh, a foot fetish, they have a foot fetish because when they were a baby, they crawled on the floor a lot and they were around people's feet. Mm. So they constantly were like crawling around people's feet and and maybe even playing with with their mother's foot. Yeah. And then they just established that so that where like when they became an adult they just like kept that that like need you know so uh, so a lot of it stems from childhood which is what's scary about being human is that a small little thing done differently can like fuck you up for like forever yeah i find that funny because then i must have been walking (laughs) right away because i i I, absolutely hate feet like i don't even like my own feet so right. I probably must have not been looking down much either. Yeah, you were just traumatized by like <laughs> someone's stinky, smelly, like, you, know, you know what I hate too? feet. Is like when I see girls like posting their feet on their like Instagram or whatever, like they're in the sand or whatever, and they're like, oh, I had to let the dogs out. Like, it's, don't let the dogs please out. Please don't call your toes dogs. Like, that makes yeah. me so uncomfortable. Like, I'm gonna be cringing right now. And and just oh know gosh. that there's someone on the internet that's literally jerking their meat to that. Yeah. Hundred percent. For free? Everyone's always like, no, damn, for free, for yeah. free. Because it's crazy. But again, like that's just the world that that we live in. And the same applies to like kids who who uh were breastfeeding until a later age in life. Yeah. They become obsessed with boobs yeah titties yeah so they become a, a, a homelander 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally, li- literally Homelander. Yeah, it's a great, if, great example. Search that up, guys. Homelander milk, and yeah. you'll be surprised. You're welcome. Um, not safe for work, so don't pull that up on your work yeah, computer. Yeah, don't do that shit. <laughs> but you have go. You have another thing. So it's my turn now. Yeah, it's my turn. It's my turn. Um. I do have another thing. Hold on, guys. I'm just quickly reading. Okay, I think I found one. Oh, right when I was going to say my turn then. Okay, I found one, man. Relax, man. <laughs> Let's go. Let Take it see. easy, man. All right. Um, this article is from the New York Post. It reads, you could upload dead loved ones to your computer by the end of this year. Pratik Desai, a Silicon Valley computer scientist, predicts that human consciousness could be uploaded onto digital devices by the end of this year. It'll um, involve compiling videos, voice recordings, and documents of the individual to create an avatar. Companies like DeepBrain already offer similar AI-based live-forever models or modes. But tech experts like Musk have called for a pause on AI, citing security risks. So mm. I don't know how many of you guys have watched Black Mirror, Black Mirror, and I feel like I've referenced Black Mirror so many times throughout the episodes just because it perfectly predicts everything that's coming. But there's an episode where um, a lady, lady, mm. uh, loses a loved one and she orders a replica, a robot replica of that loved one and she uploads his consciousness to this replica and then it's just a whole episode about how crazy of an idea it is that you get something that represents something that was and then it represents it so well that it's easy for our brains to confuse it with being the actual thing Mm. so i think that that's where we're headed i definitely think so too and i had something interesting about that article too that Margot Robbie was someone that spoke out on concerns, speaking of Margot Robbie, because we mentioned her earlier, yeah. Um, speaking about concerns around potentially being used, like a deep fake of her being used for pornographic purposes. Right. And then saying that um, after you're dead, they'll go, oh, let's put Margot Robbie in that movie 100 years from now, having her doing God knows what. And your estate will have to sue them. It'll be horrible. And so, you know, this is is like already a topic of conversation about like the integrity of of also, you know, people who are in the public eye and what AI has been able already to do, Mm -hmm. you know, forming images and stuff, but what they'll be able to do, like. Um, putting that, putting certain celebrities in movies and all these other things. Yeah, I think that we are just beginning to enter the Wild West era when it comes to artificial intelligence. And I think it'll it'll get way worse before it gets any better. And I can see that happening. I think it's already happened. I think um, I think I heard it on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was talking about how crazy it is that they have porns now with like, celebrities faces on them yeah so it's already happening and then celebrities are trying to sue but then it's like there's no real law infrastructure or or legal infrastructure in place that defends or helps like victims of this so it's it's gonna be a long arduous process but i do see that happening and i don't know how many people listening and i don't know if you've seen this yet either but 
similar to the whole like Dolly 2, which generates AI images, right? It's um, AI generated images rather. There's a new AI that came out that, that generates videos. Mm. So it creates like videos that don't look perfect because we're still at the beginning stages of AI, but it's very impressive. Oh, like the Will Smith one, right? Eating yeah. the spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Will Smith eating spaghetti, mm -hmm. there are other, like other videos. And so you type in a prompt that could be as outlandish as your imagination allows for it to be. And it'll generate really quickly like a, a video of everything that you put in that prompt. And so I think it's just a matter of a few years before it becomes indistinguishable from like real life. Mm. And then you don't know if you're watching um, a movie anymore, if it, if it was like a legitimate movie, if it's just an AI generated movie. And I don't know how I feel about that, but I think I'll always favor directors and storytellers who are more analog who like rely more on the tactical nature of just creating mm. like martin scorsese for example who uses as as little cgi as he needs to christopher nolan christopher nolan with like practical effects versus like getting into this world or into this future <laughs> that every movie looks like marvel produced it yeah it's like heavy cgi like 80 percent of the movie is cgi green screens i think that that's going to be the the death of cinema yeah that is when it gets to that point point. and marvel uses so much like cgi that the actors themselves don't even interact with objects like right. like handheld handheld objects sometimes even they have to use their imagination right like sometimes a thing won't even be in their hand right which is super crazy to me you know and in my opinion look i've i've never acted a day in my life but knowing that that a lot of these like marvel actors come from a background of of intense acting like robert downey jr what was or still is rather but he already was a very well respected actor prior to getting involved with like marvel you know and so my, my point is it seems so easy to be an actor in Marvel. Yeah. I considering mean, how like cringy it is. Especially now. Yeah, those those one line like one liners and, and poor humor, poor writing. If you watch something like Thor, Love and Thunder, you'll understand what I mean. It's just so easy to be an actor mm. in the Marvel universe. And so again, it, it's the it's the death of an art form, I feel. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's true. But speaking of, of AI and loved ones, people are dating the AI versions of their exes. So people are turning to AI for companionship and romantic relationships. Recently, a viral Reddit post talked about a woman who created an AI chatbot of her ex-boyfriend using OpenAI's sandbox by feeding it texts from her ex, which now serves as a version of him she can talk to. While some see the danger of relying on AI for emotional support, the woman spoke about how being self-aware and using it as a tool to heal. Spoke Damn. about being oh, spoke about being self-aware and using it as a tool to heal. That's that's kind of <laughs> psychotic, honestly. Uh, yeah, like to and and it's crazy because now, just like we've seen how there's like musicians' voices being used to like sing different songs, and even people creating songs using their voices and and all these different things. Mm -hmm. 
um, now you can even like feed, you know, information to just like you were saying, like uploading it. But but this is like a chat bot version right. where it's like you're feeding it information and it could be like you're talking to someone. And I feel like it's interesting because let's say that you lost a loved one. Yeah. And then I I think this wouldn't be as bad like having a chat bot and making it feel like you're talking to them, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But this X thing is definitely pushing the line and so is the uploading the... Yeah. I I think that a good application for this and maybe a good business idea for any multimillionaire uh, business person listening who has the means to create this um, is using AI to create a therapeutic service, like like a therapy service, where you make the AI basically mimic a professional therapist. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the legalities of that is um, or the legalities of that are. I can't speak today. And I would assume that that's illegal to do because you actually need like a certified professional to give medical advice and all that jazz. But I think that that could be a great, great um, a, a feasible thing where an AI can actually give people the information and the knowledge that therapists have, but then that can be applied to any other profession. And so then it's just going to be a matter of time before you have an artificial intelligence uh, lawyer, yeah, an artificial intelligence judge, an artificial intelligence police officer. So I don't know, but I think that therapy, because of, you know, these advances that have already been going on with, um, online online therapy better help and you know uh safe space or safe talk i i, I don't know the names guys yeah i'm having a bad but day i when get it comes what to you mean I'm like sorry. a like a hotline kind of like a how yeah. there's like a suicide hotline i would say yes but i still think that it would have to be monitored because of that story remember the that yeah. you said like the guy that was talking right. to an ai and then he ended up killing himself exactly exactly uh, so i think that it's going to be like a developmental thing like it's going to take time for it to develop and actually become a a sellable product but i feel like that's going to be the future yeah i i think so for sure like i feel like by the time that i'm 50 like we're going to be in a whole new world because i think i read somewhere and i think it was a few years ago even where uh a robot conducted 80% of a surgery of a heart surgery or something. So robot arms, you know, managed to complete a, a very complex surgery and they did it perfectly, apparently mm. better than human doctors would have done. That's interesting. But they did it with the supervision of doctors. Right. But, but the point was to prove that robots integrated with AI were capable of, of supplementing. I think that, AI could be useful as long as it's supervised and monitored. Yeah. Um, which in a lot of cases it hasn't been, right. you know, but yeah. so that's the only issue. Um, but yeah, if it were always supervised and monitored, then then I think that it could be super useful because I even saw an article, but I'm not going to read it, that researchers are even using AI to determine if someone has a cold. 
Mm. And so far, it's had like an 80% accuracy. Which is great. Which is great because then you can like you can avoid like having to go to a doctor and figure out if you have a cold. Like it eliminates these like doctor visits that end up costing you. Yeah. Um, and so if it has like an accuracy and maybe the accuracy will continue to improve and and increase then it could be something useful where it again it i mean it is packaged as convenience but um yeah it wouldn't break anybody's bank it wouldn't yeah. cost you a trip there driving i just thought of a i just thought of a conspiracy theory kind of what what if the advancement of artificial intelligence right leads to a future where just like I said, judges, police officers, doctors, lawyers, all these professions that people uh, go to college for and are becoming the only reasons lately for people to go to college, you know, uh, slowly but surely, like these are the main professions, let's say, but every other profession other than those that I cited also become n like not necessary right like right. susceptible to just being taken replaced by mm -hmm. ai yeah so then ai takes up all these roles and then humans are then left with nothing in terms of profession or in terms of professional ambitions and so then we enter that society of of what andrew yang had proposed he was a candidate for presidency i think in 2000 uh, early 2010s kind of but he proposed a um, uh, basic income. Is it basic income? But basically, everybody receives a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have told me about this. Yeah. So then everybody receives a certain amount a month, so that you don't have to worry about working and you can pursue your creative ambitions and avenues and all that jazz. But I feel like so. My conspiracy is that. With all these quote unquote advancements that are packaged and sold to us as being conveniences and for and as a way to make our lives more convenient, they are going to lead to a spike in the percentage of the population that falls into depression. Yeah. Because then there's no purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's going to be the slippery slope is that that's why there is this push towards assisted suicide, this push towards, you know, motivating people to actually commit suicide in certain countries. And I think it's be like, that's what it's leading to. It's, it's that they want us to realize that, okay, like the, the top dogs, like the owners of McDonald's and stuff, like they don't need employees anymore. So they have no use for us anymore, but here's a thousand bucks. Here's, here's 2000 bucks. Here's a pat on the back and now go enjoy the life. Mm. or whatever's left of life to enjoy yeah and then people are gonna be like well i'm passionate about doc like medicine but i can't be a doctor because they aren't accepting human doctors anymore mm -hmm. and then it's like so what do you do because because not everybody's creative like not everybody's gonna view it as a great thing that now they can focus on painting on drawing on being a podcaster on doing anything so a lot of people are going to be lost more lost than they already are yeah because of this convenience this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, and and I definitely agree. And I'm, I'm, I'm for keeping things as natural and human and and real as possible and not this like you know yeah because uh, artificially produced society that we're edging towards right because even during our tribal days humans need to have a role yeah in their community like like that's why we're social animals and often more than not humans who don't have a role and who don't have a purpose established a passion for anything or are 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 relied on by by their community for something those are the individuals that are the most lost in mm. the world so people need to get a sense of purpose from you know giving back to their community but we're moving towards this future where it's like all right now everybody for themselves and just focus on whatever you want to do but we're increasingly more isolated yeah I, I was gonna say that too. You like not we're we're gonna get to a point where we're not social beings anymore. Yeah, which I think we already like most of us aren't social anymore. Like I don't consider myself to be social. Yeah, I mean me neither. It obviously depends on circumstances. Me too. But but in it like what's funny too is that prior to COVID, I was way more social than I am now. Yeah, and I feel like even that served as a big reset thing where it's just designed to change our behavior patterns i feel like there will be some countries though that will uh, like absolutely forbid the advancement and utilization of you of of ai and that's where we're going to be moving to i hope yeah but that's what i'm saying like there will be countries so fear not if you don't want to be in america or all of these other countries that are like hyper eager to climb this ladder and they feel like they're getting somewhere then there there will be places to flee to yeah just like italy banned chat gbt exactly and and apparently there was another like uh india banned tiktok there was like a leader or something uh from somewhere that is like there's a lawsuit against chat gpt because there's like a there's like false information that the chat gpt put out about him Mm -hmm. and he had now he's filing like a defamation lawsuit against it damn yeah and if he wins then he'll be compensated like a couple hundred thousand or something but it's interesting so the the ai is gonna pay for it yeah well not the ai but, but the company <laughs> yeah, yeah open AI. i don't know they'll figure it out man yeah um i have to go pee if you want to just you know well, we could call the episode here because it's been 30 minutes i have some more a little bit more okay. to share so, so i'll if you continue just, the show yeah go ahead and I'll just share with you guys today, Junior. I'm just going to share another article, guys. Hold on. Let me try to find something. Oh, here's an interesting one. So Iowa stops paying for rape victims, abortions, or contraceptives, which is crazy, right? Like, it's a crazy headline. Um, Iowa has paused payments for emergency contraception and abortions for sexual assault victims, drawing criticism from abortion advocates. 
Previously, the state's victim compensation fund also paid for the Plan B morning after pills and other treatments that prevent pregnancy. The payments will be halted until Iowa's Attorney General Brenna Byrd evaluates if this is an appropriate use of public funds. Ah, that's kind of crazy, right? Like abortion is one of those uh, taboo topics. Obviously, it's one of the most taboo topics um, that divides people right down the middle. But I always try to like approach these things from a personal perspective and just putting myself in the shoes of someone who has a close relative who has gone through that precarious situation, you know? Um, So just, just ask yourself, it's like, if your sibling, if your mother, if your sister got raped and now she has a baby from the rapist and you live in Iowa and you want to, but you don't have the means maybe to like pay for the abortion and you're just, you know, dirt poor and you want to rely on the state to help you out and to help you seek justice in, in more ways than just in the legal system, if that makes sense, then damn dude, like then, then you're fucked. It's crazy. It's crazy how, and maybe, maybe here's another conspiracy theory. Maybe this is a deliberate push towards forcing overpopulation, you know, because, because I, I'm always confused, honestly, when, whenever I see Elon Musk saying that we have to populate the world because we are, um, facing a crisis of underpopulation, but then, but then people complain about climate change and about like too many humans on the planet. So I just, I'm just always confused. Honestly, I just don't understand. Like how can both people make this, like make these claims at the same time while living in the same period of time? So I don't know, maybe this is a push towards forcing people to have kids in order to force or in order to try to solve underpopulation. I don't know what I'm saying, but I just found it interesting. Very interesting. Interesting. Oh, just in time. Oh, you finished? Yes. Okay. I just finished one. Now you go. Um. Yeah, guys, I don't know what he just talked about. I hope it was actually interesting, but I'm here with some more interesting stuff. What did you talk about? Talked about Iowa stops paying for rape victims, abortions, or contraceptives. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, let's get into something not sad. No, um, I like And sadness. kind of disturbing. But Twitter is losing it over Kris Jenner's newest confession. Could you take a guess of what it might be? Kris Jenner? Yeah. She uses baby blood to stay young. No. So there's a resurfaced interview where Kris Jenner um, has a spicy confession that caused a stir on Twitter recently. The reality TV star revealed her sex secret, including that she is a squirter, leaving some users taken aback by the revelation. (laughs) One user said Kris Jenner saying that she is a squirter was not on my 2023 bingo card. Others questioned her decision to divulge such information. (laughs) How old is that lady? (laughs) yeah let me google that that's a great question because i don't know if she ever heard of the term act your age yeah i mean clearly not 67 67 yeah (laughs) it would be perfect if she was 69 
Yeah, I mean, in two years, it's yeah. not too far. And then, and then in two years, she'll come out and say that her her favorite sex position that makes all the guys come is. 69 yeah and then the whole internet's like oh my god that was not on my bingo card oh, like for... why do people need to know that though like why do people feel the need to just go around and like and just like <sighs> spill out all this information it's like oh yeah like my favorite my favorite position is this and you know when i when i have sex my penis does this and my like who cares <laughs> my penis does backflips who wants to know about that you know what it is though like i've said this before and i know it's an unpopular sentence or a uh, uh, unpopular choice of words to use for these people but i've said before that chris jenner is a genius when it comes to like marketing and just creating businesses and just you know creating empires out of what she has to work with and uh, like their empire is founded on the ideas of sex yeah so it only makes sense to me that they're all gonna milk that shit as like until they die essentially until they have to fucking get dentures and shit so she could be 70 80 years old as long as she has enough money for plastic surgery enough money for adrenochrome enough money for pizza from jeffrey epstein's island she's gonna you know keep keep portraying herself as being a sex symbol yeah keeping it young and it's also interesting because there's been an increase now in gilf porn which is grandma i'd like to fuck yeah so it's not just milf anymore it's like transitioning into the gilf category and so maybe she knows that and maybe she's like all right i'm just gonna feed into it and there is attention to be grabbed there by just making that statement because she also portrays herself as being the more serious buckled up businesswoman and so when she comes out with you know comments like that it's also a way to stay relevant it's like keep them always always in the like always in the conversation that's mm. that's their strategy and how ironic is it that this is suddenly being talked about after there was like a little bit of backlash yeah apparently kylie jenner like posted on easter her in like this in like this tight green dress or something mm -hmm. and then people were upset like why do you have to sexualize easter yeah like why can't you just you know they're great at uh, covering like covering each other's tracks yeah so they operate in this network where it's like they have an infinite supply of siblings and family members who can do something chaotic or dramatic to briefly take the spotlight off yeah yeah so yeah. like that's how they play their whole circus is that like one fucks up then the other just posts something like oh i'm a squirter look at me <laughs> look at me over here yeah look at me you know that's insane though yep. and and i was gonna say earlier that i feel like the reason people were saying that luigi is sexy too it's that if there's one thing that m like people are having in common now because of all the differences that separate and distinguish everyone from each other like in terms of opinions and stuff mm. it's that everybody is still like a sexual being not sexual being but you know sex yeah. is still like a common ground like how could you disagree on a sex you know right on like attraction you know which is funny you say that because i actually saw this article which i'm trying to find but it said that sex among gen zers is on the decline yeah and i was gonna say that too and then maybe people are overcompensating 
Mm, how do you mean? Like people overcompensate by, you know, sexualizing everything and everyone that they see right, right. because because they're not having sex. Right. Because it, it says here that the pandemic and political climate may be killing Gen Z's sex drive, according to Hype Bay. I don't know if that's a reliable source, but Gen Z is experiencing a sex recession despite the fourth wave of feminism's emphasis on sex positivity. Experts suggest that Gen Z's exposure to sex from a young age may have desensitized them, and pandemic-related restrictions created a bubble around their dating lives. Additionally, the overturning of Roe v. Wade and ongoing attacks on women's rights limit their dating and sexual freedom. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that what you said is great because I think that's exactly what it is. And that's why there's so much importance on on things that shouldn't be as important as they are. It's like gender pronouns. It's because people are channeling their sexual frustration yeah. onto different aspects of the world. And so everything's becoming a problem. Everything's becoming very passionate. It's like always a passionate discussion. And a few years back, people were only passionate about maybe like one, two things, if at all. And now it, it feels like everybody's passionate about something. About everything. Or, or like, about everything, yeah. Every Everyone always has to have like a stance yeah. on everything. It's like every guy is a male feminist. Every guy is a vegan. Every guy or girl. But I'm just saying guy because of the male feminist thing, which I find utterly ridiculous. <laughs> and you know what that reminds me of? Years ago, Mia Khalifa went on Twitter calling herself a meninist. Which means that she is like, she was like endorsing like men's rights. Of course she was, because she, she, she's the person that knows the most about men's. I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, hey, she knows how to make a man happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so funny. She's she's like the symbol for meninist. So if you're a meninist, then that's a sign that we're (laughs) that we're definitely in a simulation. It's like when Mia Khalifa yeah is a fucking symbol for men representation and for the defense of men yeah that's coming to the defense of men (laughs) ex-porn star yeah that doesn't want to be remembered for her porn and isn't that funny yeah go which i just wanted to say really quick recently she's been posing 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 and posting a lot of provocative pictures again so she might be making a comeback soon Ladies and gentlemen. It's funny because I've seen tweets, um, I think even like interviews of, of of her trying to like explain her whole journey and shit. <laughs> and it's funny to me when, when people choose. Excuse me. Excuse you. When people choose to go down these paths of like being a sex worker, because that's where you are, like you're a sex worker and they probably do understand the, the implications and the fact that they're never going to be able to escape that once they start. But yet, like after, like after they get their little money and they get their fame and they finally like establish some, some, some security financially, they try to escape it. And then, and then they try to just basically shit on the whole idea of everything they did, if that makes sense. Yeah. So Mia Khalifa is trying so hard to paint herself as being more than a porn star. I'm more than just tits. Mm. I'm more than just an ass. I'm more than more than just this. More yeah. than just my catalog of videos. 
But then the irony is that what you said is that now she's just back to it because why? Because she understands that reputation is a real thing within society. It's like mm -hmm. that, like we humans thrive because of our, because of the weight that we put on other people's reputations. Right. And that's kind of how the whole money system started way, way, way back then. You know, it was the barter system. Like you would only exchange goods, exchange milk for, 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 for a chicken if you, you know, knew that the guy who who had the chickens had a good reputation, and if he knew that you had a good reputation and and a good history of like paying your dues, right? And so that's how we created a whole society. But my point is that like, the, that people just do all these crazy shit, and then they just expect everybody to be like, oh yeah, okay, like now, like now you're a businesswoman now. Yeah, and 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 also making note that having a bad reputation yeah. has much more weight to it than having a good reputation. And that's what the Kardashians capitalized on. Right, exactly. Is that all attention is good attention is, I think, what one of them said. <laughs> that's crazy. So they just want attention. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Yeah. Because it, it makes them richer. It makes them wealthier. So. And that's why they'll say things like, just because you're a woman like you need to work like get off your yeah. fucking ass and it's, work it's such a stupid freaking <laughs> thing i'm like all right like damn let me wait let me get up really quick <laughs> yeah so just to finish off from my end and just tying into this whole sex thing i just wanted to read off this one thing yeah so speaking of mia khalifa a uh, man breaks penis performing hey. the world's most dangerous sex position an Indonesian man suffered a fractured what is is that yours? Oh well, we yeah. have the same article over. <laughs> An Indonesian man suffered a fractured penis after trying the reverse cowgirl sex position, dubbed as the world's most dangerous pose. Damn, I don't know if this is the most dangerous. Pose. It is responsible for half of all penile fractures. The man's penis turned purple, known as eggplant deformity, and he experienced a severe hematoma damn after ongoing emergency surgery he was unable to urinate and had bleeding from the tip of his penis that's oh crazy oh my gosh that's so crazy break the pee pee but yeah i was gonna read that article and oh, and warn people not, do to, reverse not to do reverse cowgirl i mean maybe the view is nice but <laughs> yeah the view is nice but then also guys just 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 do doggy you know i i you know what i think it is too if you're not like a perfect match where like you know it's just yeah. like a seamless like your private parts kind of align sorry this is tmi for some people but if your private parts don't like align in a certain way then yeah there's going to be a lot of positions that you probably can't do right and people also have to account especially men uh that every man has like a different shaped penis yeah so some men have like a more curved penis some men have just a, a girthier fucking mushroom head you know oh. so no no but 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 no, true talking about penis shapes i'm not <laughs> okay it's a natural thing gabrielle yeah okay the you're bees right. and the birds here Sorry. Uh, but my point is that to your point is that yeah like it has to be like a perfect match you know you have to play the whole puzzle thing yeah and you have to figure out what what clicks and what feels right for both and then just play from there you know 
It is a puzzle piece because, like, let's say you're like two feet taller than the girl, right? Yeah. And you're trying to do like a standing position. Like, unless you're crouching, yeah, it's not gonna line up. Like, <laughs> stop! Don't you know? <laughs> That's funny, yeah. But it's true. Like that, true. It, it just sees like little things that people yeah. probably don't realize, and then next thing you know you're trying to do that in the bathroom and you end up slipping falling and cracking your head on the bathroom slipping on the on, bathtub floor slipping on semen just like asap rocky slipping on semen which you didn't even see yet because you're too busy struggling trying to work out a position that's not gonna work and i blame mia khalifa for all this because of yeah. porn culture you know like porn always depicts these like models that that are pre-vetted and that are perfect for each other in terms of height and then in terms of everything Callie's getting nervous. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm, my my <laughs> suppressed sexual aggression is coming out. <gasps> but um but porn has painted this picture of ideals and the reality is that there is no ideal. It's like everybody has to just go off of practice and just personal experience and figure it out. Yeah. But that's all for me. Just so you know, we are nearing an hour. So, okay. I so have you, a you go now. Uh, I'll pick. I'll flip a coin. Flip a coin. What do we want to hear about? I'll, I'll ask you. I'm going to do a little poll really quick. Do you want to hear about space, dogs, or the feds? Space is fake. Um, dogs are the feds. I'm trying to tap in telepathically into the future. Remember, when, this is when, Tameless Tuesday. When listeners are are listening. So Tameless Tuesdays, you're implying dog? Yeah, because it's a Tameless Okay, so go, dog. dog. Okay. So there is an alcoholic Labrador, and it has become the first dog treated for alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coco, a two-year-old Labrador cross, has become the first dog treated for alcohol addiction after arriving at a Devon shelter. Coco suffered from alcohol withdrawal symptoms, but his companion died from fits. I guess it was like another dog Mm -hmm. from fits due to the alcohol left out by their deceased owner. Woodside Animal Welfare Trust staff said the canines had become dependent on alcohol. Coco is expected to recover fully and will be ready for adoption soon. Coco Diaz. So if you guys are in the, what area is this? Oh, man. An alcoholic dog. If you guys are in the area of Plymouth, Devon, I guess that's where it is. I think Maybe. it's called Plymouth. Plymouth, okay. Yeah, like Plymouth Pil- or Plymouth Rock know. or something. I don't know. Plymouth, whatever. Ply your mouth open, bitch. Plymouth and plymouth devon then you can adopt coco pretty soon um and maybe try to keep them away from the from the booze so how does it work like do dogs suffer relapse do they suffer addiction withdrawal yeah they're saying that he's been having withdrawal symptoms that's pretty sad and what are his symptoms like what are his signs um well let me scroll through this thing really quick and just see what it says uh is it like more on edge like more angry yeah i suppose well more ruthless untamable tameable tuesdays 
Um, it became clear that he was suffering from symptoms that all pointed to alcohol withdrawal. So I guess similar to like human out, like withdrawal symptoms, Damn. because that's all they said. There, there's not any specifics, but I'm guessing like maybe they were, you know, yeah, kind of like uh, I don't just know, just like fidgety, uneasy, unwell, unwell. Yeah, that's crazy though, but. So my question would be, is the person responsible for facilitating this alcoholism also getting repercussions? The So that was part of the article. The owner is deceased and uh, it was alcohol that was left out. Oh, so the owner was like found dead in the home. I suppose. Yeah. Maybe the, the owner dog. overdosed. Damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. Like, if a guy is just drinking straight out of a bottle of Jack Daniels, he's on a sofa, and then he just has, like, a cardiac arrest, and then the bottle drops to the floor, and then the dog comes and licks it all up, and, you know, and it's a cute-looking dog, and man. It's, and it's a little brown Labrador. Look, he's so yeah. cute, guys. He needs, he needs some loving. Yeah, he's going to beat his kids <laughs> when he gets... Uh, family oh man um yeah i guess that's it i mean i would talk about the space and the feds one but we'll save that for no, tomorrow go for, it. go for one of them go okay just one of them uh you said space is fake so all right we'll do let's do space okay let's do space the moon is drifting away from earth Oh no, the alien spaceship. Scientists discovered that days on Earth are getting longer due to the moon moving away. The weakening gravitational connection between the two bodies has led to Earth spinning slower, increasing the length of the day. <coughs> Scientists found that the closer the moon is to Earth, the shorter the days with one lasting 18 hours 1.4 billion years ago. The moon is currently receding from Earth by 1.5 inches every year. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty wild. But then at the same time, like, hey, I'm a big advocate for long days. Yeah. I like having a long day. Huh. It gives me more to do wait, throughout my day. Wait, but it's saying time is moving quicker. No, it's saying it's moving further, so the days are getting longer. And, and then it said that the last time that it it was closer the last time the moon was like closer to the earth and the shortest day was 1.4 billion years ago which was an 18 hour day damn 18 hour days yeah so the moon is what defines how long it's the we live on the what it's the gravitational pull between the earth and the moon is what determines how quickly the earth spins that's so confusing so, uh, again like that's why i am a dropout podcaster i don't understand science me neither but um super interesting i mean like i said i'm here for the long days i like the sunlight um, yeah and i then, like the night but i'm but i'm sleeping like as long as there's eight hours of of no sunlight yeah. i'm fine because i would assume that and again this might be just me talking straight out of my asshole and someone who's way smarter than me is probably breaking their <laughs> fucking walls <laughs> right now punching yeah punching wall but i would assume that uh the main contributor to aging on this planet is is gravity and so and also the amount of times, I guess, that, that the world spins too. But it's mainly gravity, I guess. Because I think 
that was the case in Interstellar, where the gravitational pull of that one planet, where seven minutes on it or something equated to seven years. On Earth. Yeah, or in space or just off that planet. And so, like, that's why space fascinates me is because I don't understand it. I just can't wrap my head around it. And what's interesting, too, is that at the height of COVID, uh, I had read an article that said that the that life is a, like quick, like time is quicker now mm. because of the world spinning faster and that scientists were baffled by the fact that the planet was spinning quicker. Well, now it's spinning slower. Interesting. So, and also, if you guys want to indulge me a little bit in conspiracies, uh, you can check out our TikTok account at Mentally Gone Studios on TikTok and scroll down a little bit and you'll see a video titled uh, the, the Moon is an Alien Spaceship or something because there's a conspiracy theory that I covered where essentially people believe that the moon is like a hollowed out uh, spacecraft and there are like some facts that, that are very compelling and that add to that belief system and maybe that's just the case maybe maybe it's the biggest lie that we've ever been told it's like that's literally a alien mothership that's crazy that's been planted there this whole time monitoring everything and there's also another theory that it's the supercomputer that generates everything and now it's moving away because maybe it collected everything it needed to yeah and it's slowly inching but it can't be too sudden yeah so it's slowly inching away. away That would be wild if we, you know, just get to a point where there's no more moon. And then everybody's like shocked. Like, where where did the moon go? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you better move to a town that has some stars. Yeah. And uh, and gives you some light at night. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. N- me too. I just wanted to tell everyone to save the date because one year from now, we will be seeing a total solar eclipse. And the last time was in August 2017. And what that means is that the moon, speaking of the moon, will cast its shadow across a stretch of the U.S., including New York, Texas, Idaho, Mexico, and Canada. And don't forget that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing. Plunging millions of people into midday darkness. Have you ever seen a total solar eclipse? Yeah, I was about to say, um, I tried seeing one in 2017. Yeah, I did get to watch it with my mom on our balcony. Yeah, but where I went to watch it was at that place that's very close to the Statue of Liberty. Um, I think it's like Liberty State Park or something. Mm -hmm. And I went there to see it, but it was all cloudy. So oh. I didn't end up seeing it. And I had even bought a T-shirt that, <laughs> that was about that event. And That's... I took pictures and I, and I posted it on my Instagram. It's like way down on my personal Instagram. <laughs> That's so funny and cringy. And... <laughs> yeah, it is cringy. It was back when I w- was a quote unquote wannabe influencer. And the irony Aww. is that now that I don't want to really like be famous at all. And that's why I have my personal account on private, which I'll eventually change to public. Mm. but um yeah it's just funny because i was a try hard wannabe youtuber oh guys we should tell callie that it's okay to be stupid it's okay to do those corny things that's what makes us all human yeah there are literally things that if i scroll further enough down my personal account i just can't like watch through it i can't listen to myself speak because i was such such a cringy guy man like i can't express that enough like like older episodes of this podcast which was labeled 
and branded as Fibercasts were the most cringy moments of my life. Like I can't rewatch any amount of time of it, if that makes sense. I can't relate <clears throat> because even in my quote unquote cringy eras, mm. um, like looking back, like that's exactly who I still am today. Yeah, I can't say the in, same. In a way, like I'm still like I've never been cringy in in a bad way, you mm. know. Yeah, I've always been the right kind of cringy. Yeah, not me, man. I've, I've you're like you're been... like thinking like hell no, like you you could be pretty fucking cringy, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So with that being said, guys, uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks again for clicking on this episode. Um, if you click on this episode, it means that yesterday's episode didn't make you switch off of who I am as a person and you actually are understanding. And shout out to Martha, too, if you're still listening. Um, I apologize if I if I overreacted yesterday to your email. It's just that yesterday I was grumpy. Like, that's just it. It's like I was not having anyone's shit. And, um. and I feel like everybody has those days. Yeah. And I just felt a lot of anger and resentment towards other aspects of my life and towards myself a little bit. But then I just, you know, took it out on you guys. And <laughs> took it out on you, Martha. Yeah. So I'm sorry for that. But yeah, there will be more days like that and worse ones, you can bet. Yeah, bet but there it, will be on better it. ones also. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, don't forget that it's never wrong. To be mentally gone. Peace, Peace to, to the, the world. world.